We have one more sleep until opening day. I cannot believe it's already here. And today's episode of Locked on Red Sox is a very special one. You are Locked on Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Red Sox is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked on. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on today to get started. One more day till opening day. I'm your host, Nessens Lauren Willand. And today, Jake and I are bringing you a very special episode of Locked on Red Sox. We welcome to the show former Red Sox player and now my co-worker at Nessen, Darnell McDonald. We talk the mental aspect of the game. We talk his time with the Red Sox and some fun stories and, of course, expectations for the 2023 season. So let's get into it. We are here with former Red Sox player and now current Nesson analyst Darnell McDonald. So how are we doing, D-Mac? Doing amazing. Good to see you, Iggy. Lauren, um, one of my favorite days of the year is, about to, is getting ready to come up. You guys yeah. already know what that is. I bet you're excited to get up there in the booth. Heck yeah, man. I can't wait. Um, get back in there, talk to TC, Will. It's been, uh, you know, it's been exciting to, to see, you know, go through spring training, listen to those guys, listen to some of the stories that they tell. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to getting some of that energy. They have great energy, those guys. They are such a such a good group of people and you're joining a, a really good group of characters as well is there anything you're kind of looking forward to the most I mean obviously it's you know it's talking Red Sox what's not to love but is there something in particular you're really looking forward to this season the fans the people the Red Sox nation yes sir I love it yeah and especially being able to you know, ha have that energy back. You know, you remember it as a player and now as somebody who's speaking about the team, and especially with all the question marks leading into the season, you know, fans are on the edge of their seats, hoping that this team can, you know, sort of have a opposite effect of what we saw last year of being in last place. And they're able to surprise a lot of people. And so, you know, you mentioned, you know, Will Middlebrooks, you know, uh, TC. I'm curious for your mindset going into that first game sort of what are you going to bring different into the booth and into sort of your role with Nesson that fans can look forward to? <laughs> um, I guess a, a couple different things. Um, just the, the inside of a player and, and being in the box and that experience. Um, I also love uh, and passionate about like the, the mental part of the game. And what goes on in the mindset uh, of a player in different situations, um, you know, say for instance, like Yoshida. I saw, mm -hmm. I read somewhere where she, Yoshida said, "I don't, I'm not, I don't hit leadoff, right?" And when they're talking about hitting him leadoff, and and then you see him go to the WBC, and you know, I heard people talking about the the power that he has, and I think he, what he's saying is. Like, I'm a middle-of-the-order guy. That's the type of mindset I have. I drive in runs. I mash the baseball. Mm -hmm. um, and those are different things that we can, you know, you 
take into consideration. You mentioned the fans and how they're, there's something that you're looking forward to, you know, kind of being in that booth and kind of being in that atmosphere and bringing them a, a taste of baseball from your perspective. During your time with the Red Sox, did, was it just amazing playing in front of Fenway Park? It's just always such an electric a- atmosphere. The best, the best. Um, it still it feels like yesterday. It feels like I tell people uh, it's like playing wiffle ball in your backyard. You're just walking through the city and all of a sudden, oh, there's a stadium right there. And, uh, you know, the grass to everything. I just, it really felt like it was, uh, like I said, playing in the backyard, playing in high school, probably where I had the most fun. So it, it, I had great physiology always playing at Fenway. When was the last time you were there? I was there a couple months ago. Oh, there you go. Oh, but I didn't see the new clubhouse, and I can't wait to see the new clubhouse. Oh, man. It looks nice. Doesn't it? It looks, that's a, like, I want that set up in my house. I, I was going to say the same thing. Let me, I want to sleep at Fenway. We're gonna, we need to come up with, a, like, a slumber party at Fenway night. Yes. But yeah, I want to stay there. <laughs> that sounds awesome I, I i mean also the the other thing that like i loved about your answer is you know you brought up the mental aspect you, you know i i know that you you're really involved with with the mental side of it you know you were also a mental skills coach with, with the chicago cubs uh and i think that's one aspect that i think sort of some broadcasts are missing and you know one thing i don't know if you know know darnell about our podcast is you know each episode we do a mental health minute uh, and we really try and tie in sort of that mental health aspect. And so especially as somebody who speaks about mindfulness, you know, meditation, and, and especially just more of like the mental side of the game, um, you know, outside of, you know, like the little storylines of Yoshida, you know, wanting to hit lead off, you know, going in the third spot. You know, what aspects are you going to really try and, you know, shed light on uh, in terms of the mental aspect of the game of baseball? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um... You know, you talk about playing the game pitch to pitch, one pitch at a time, um, focus, concentration, like how do we practice these things? One of the ways that we can practice that is is through this mindfulness. Um, you know, the more things that we can do with intention, I say, uh, you know, the better chance we give ourselves to execute whatever it is. Um, but most importantly, tapping into the uh, parasympathetic nervous system creating calm you know like when you're locked in you're in the zone those type of feelings well the good news is is that we can practice doing that we can practice being in flow and being in the zone you you think of players like Bobby Delbeck and Jaron Duran who both struggled last year at the major league level but bounced back in spring training had really solid springs and will start the season in triple a what would be kind of your message to them especially someone like Bobby Delbeck who just mashed at the end of 2021 and can never really get back into that groove, but we know that there is potential there with the both of them. Yeah. The faster, the better that we can just get over that. Like we got sent down, get back to work, get back to like find purpose and whatever it is, like, what can I get better at and really nail that in? Cause you're going to get another opportunity. And so the key is when you get that, ne- that next opportunity to like be ready. And ready when you're ready is going to build confidence as well. And I think one thing that you bring that's different than, you know, maybe a middle Brooks or an Eckersley or, or, you know, some of the other players who not only are on the Red Sox broadcast, but just other 
general team broadcast is you've played for multiple different teams. You know, you've played at multiple different levels and you have had lots of different experiences as well. And, you know, I think that's one thing that, you know, for, for you going into the booth, just being able to give tons of different perspectives is going to really help fans really take a little bit of a different look at some of, you know, these different aspects of the game or these different players as well. Yeah, I think that's the key. The more, the more, the better. I mean, you just named a, a, a lot of different people and a lot of different ex, uh, uh, experiences, you know, and it, that's, I think that's one of the amazing things about, uh, you know, the Red Sox and the history and, you know, these, these different people that uh, are, are reached by different people. So I, I look forward to being a part of what I call like, these are all stars. These are hall of famers. And I get to learn from all these people. I'm like, oh man, let's go. I feel like I feel like that day when I got called up, I put on a Red Sox jersey. Holy cow! I get goosebumps. When you did get called up, you had quite the the memorable night. You know, you get called up, and next thing you know, you're hitting the game tying home run, and then you're hitting the walk off single. And again, just like you know that that atmosphere of Fenway Park in 2010. The, the teammates you had just kind of describe that moment and does it, you know, does it still bring you chills to this day? 100%. Um, you couldn't write a better script than what you just said, a walk off at Fenway park. You got Dust Madroya, Papelbon, all these guys running at you. And it didn't hit me till I turned around. I see my teammates running at me and uh, man, I will take that type of uh, beating any day, any time, you know, and it's like they beat the crap out of me. But, um, man, I love it. I love Red Sox Nation. I love Fenway. I love everything about it. So I can't wait to be back. And I remember the last time, you know, we spoke about your walk-off on different podcasts. You mentioned that a fan of the team uh, sort of recognized you, but he didn't have a Red Sox cap on. He had a badge The the day after when you were driving to the ballpark <laughs> talk a little bit about that story yeah so I was, I was still commuting you know back from uh Pawtucket so I leave you know leave for the field the next day I get pulled over hey, sir can we have your license and my license and he looks at me he's like hey great game last night <laughs> by the way uh you know we got a speed trap set up here just so you should coming through here the next few days have a great game today. I was like, okay, Red Sox Nation. That's when I. That's when I really. It really hit me. I was like, man, this Red Sox Nation stuff is no joke. No, they are a passionate bunch of fans. They are just. They're so loyal to their team, even in the highs and the lows. And it's it's really fun to see. I and mean, sometimes it's fun, but you know, it's it's fun to see that even at the lowest points like last season, where the fans just stayed loyal. Fenway Park was as full as it could get on certain days, but it was still like there's, I mean, you talked about it, like getting swarmed by those teammates and having the, the fans hitting that walk off at Fenway. It's just the fans, it just, they seem like they really fuel you to do the best that you can and just want to put forth the best effort that you can, whether that's baseball or the, the Nesson booth. Yeah. And uh, I love that. I love, um, you know, having that kind of expectation you know, like, man, we want to win. I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't want it any other way. I know that really helped me help to bring out the best of me to be a part of that. Cause that's, you know, 
in high school, I think the high, in high school was the last time I won in anything. I didn't, you know, come to the minor leagues. We didn't win any championships. And, um, you know, so it was refreshing to have that type of expectation and fan base. And uh, like you said, Nesson is no, no different. Do everything big, like Big Poppy says, the city of champions. We will get you right back to our conversation with Darnell McDonald just after I tell you about FanDuel because the tournament, March Madness, it's heating up. The San Diego State Aztecs are in the Final Four, and there is no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now FanDuel is giving brand new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. And then you can wager on everything from the money line, which is my go-to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net. It's all on the FanDuel app. It's safe. It's secure. And my favorite part about it, it's super easy to use. So if you're new to sports betting, your first time better, it's so easy. It does not make you feel like you're new to this. So don't miss your shot at a no sweat First bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. And get ready for a baseball season with Locked On MLB's ultimate six-episode season preview. Our local and national experts give in-depth analysis of every single team and every single division in a way that only Locked On can provide. Find all six episodes of Locked On MLB on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> and, you know, you bring up Big Poppy, you also brought up Pedroia, Papelbon, you, you know, et cetera. Just, just the guys who sort of, I guess, built the culture throughout, you know, the, the early twenty, the early 2000s and throughout the 2010s, and especially when, when you were a part of the team. And I'm curious, being able to have all those different experiences with those types of players, you know, what, what were some of your favorite moments, you know, with those different teammates that you brought up? Yeah, so many. So many. Um, wow. Um, I know Tim Wakefield, Mr. 2000, Tim Wakefield. Um, you know, just really the, like the biggest thing to see like these, the relationships and then learning about like the routines. These guys had the routines and the, the camaraderie being on flights, playing cards, listening to music. Like these are like, I, those are the things I miss the most are those things going on the road with your, with your guys, your boys, man. And uh, playing baseball. Oh, been getting better than that. You spend a lot of time with your teammates. I mean, you're with these guys probably more than you're with, you know, your, your family your siblings, your significant other and you just you get to know them on such a personal level and i've always i've said this you know for as long as i've been alive i feel like that who the red Sox are those players is what you see is what you get like that's their that's their giant personality that's who they are they let their feelings you know they let their feelings show when they're mad when they're excited they're just celebrating you that just seems like with a lot you know the david ortiz's the dustin for the papal bonds what you see is what you get with them absolutely and I think that's one of the best things about the Red Sox is that they let you be yourself. They allow you to be yourself. And um, I think that's what 
brings out the best in, in any of us when we're able to be, you know, authentic. And, um, you know, it's one less thing that we, you know, you have to worry about. So I know uh, personally, man, I appreciate that so much. It made me feel so good. And then not only that, um, you, you talk about like uh, your, the family and all the things they do with the family and the support they give you. Cause yeah, you are with your teammates and the, um, you know, that they become your extended family. And then you have, you know, if you're, your significant others and your family's able to be, um, if they're happy, then, then every, you know, it's all good. So the Red Sox do such a great job with all that stuff. I learned so much from, uh, you know, just the way they do, um, a lot of things in that in that organization they do a lot of things right and you know one guy that you know you brought up earlier also got his bobblehead right here uh he's somebody in Dustin Pedroia who you know has always sort of been a leader of whatever clubhouse you know didn't matter what season it was and you know always seemed to go out there and do 100 percent and really keep guys accountable and for somebody you know coming up at it you know through the Red Sox and and you know going through your debut with the team, how did really Pedroia help you become the player that you were ultimately in Boston? Probably because he, one day I asked him if he, why he had uh, camel shoes. And he said, I have camel shoes because I hunt fastballs. And I was like, okay, well, I hunt them too. I need some of those camel shoes also. Um, now, that's uh, that mindset, man. That's the Dustin Pedroia mindset. So the, I remember thinking to myself, um, you know, like the first, the first week I was there, this guy would be dressed 6 o'clock, games at 7. He's dressed at 6. I'm talking about full uni, wrist taped, everything. <laughs> Walking around, ready to go. Let's go, Mac. This guy, this guy sucks. I'm going to get this guy. And um, I, was, I remember thinking to myself, like, okay, I want to see how long this guy can do this. I, I want to see if it's for real. And I'm here to tell you this for real. It's 162 plus, as he would say, plus. And it's, yeah, every day. You know, he's going to be the first person in the cage, the first person in the BP cage. And, um, you know, it, it was like clockwork. You know, where you can find him. He's someone who I feel, you know, lives and dies and breathes baseball. That's somebody who quite literally put his body on the line for this game, did absolutely everything he could to try to, to get back to 100% healthy and play the 162. And it's unfortunate his career ended how it did. But watching him, you know, go through that, that must have been, you know, when you played with him in 2010 and 2011 to see, you know, kind of how it ended. It must have just been almost like a gut punch to you, just seeing, just for you knowing how much work he puts in day in and day out. Petey left it all on the field, every ounce on the field. And a guy that's, I don't, five, 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 six, six, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't know exactly. He'd be pissed off at me right now. <laughs> um, some guy, if you saw him and didn't know, is Dustin Pedroia, and he did everything that he was able to do in baseball. is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And so those are all the things that I, I think about. Um, yeah, it's we all want to go out on our, our own own uh, 
accord, but we all know Petey wasn't leaving. He wasn't going anywhere. No. That dude would have been there forever. Mm-hmm. You know, he could. So I know just to see, I saw he's coaching his kids and he's coaching baseball. And, uh, you know, those kids, I'm sure they know how lucky they are to have someone like that because, yeah, that guy loves baseball. Loves it. Yeah, and he's somebody who, who you know, inspired me throughout, you know, my childhood being called small throughout my playing career. And, you know, I just looked at, you know, Dustin Pedroia and, you know, Julian Edelman as two guys who, you know, defied the odds, didn't matter what their size was. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted to bring this up because this is part of your Red Sox career, maybe, maybe not the best part of your Red Sox career, but 2012, Bobby Valentine. Uh, I, I remember, you know, listening to an interview with you and Kevin Euclid. You guys talked about there was snack time. Uh, you know, Adrian Gonzalez and David Ortiz were hitting ground balls to different players. Just talk a little bit about that experience and, uh, you know, if you enjoyed it or, you know, not. Well, I think you answered. If I enjoyed it, I don't, I don't want snacks. I want to play baseball. Baseball time. No, um, it was a, um, a different experience. It was a different experience. Um, all I can say is like, man, how – I think pretty sure he finished in last place, that team. And then he won the World Series the f- next year. Imagine that. And so how important is culture? How important is, uh, you know – physiology that just goes to show you right there last place the first place mm-hmm. i mean you didn't get an entirely new team so um you know if you have a porsche like a ferrari i tell people you can't put 85 octane in a ferrari like it's not gonna function the same way right in a ferrari they say you got to put high octane highest and it, that's where that's where it works best I, I think a lot of people tend to underestimate the culture of a locker room of any sport. I think we see it across a lot of major league sports that sometimes it's the, the changing of a head coach. Sometimes it's getting a new player or two, but the, you know, the culture is so, so big, especially during a long grueling baseball season, you know, 162 games and then the playoffs. And it's just, you know, you could be doing baseball from February to the end of October and then the celebrations. So it's, you know, culture is so important to be around, you know, good people at all times. And just kind of that the vibe of that clubhouse always seemed a bit off. And it just it was disappointing to see because I had high hopes for Bobby Valentine. Maybe that was just being young and naive at that age. But now looking back, it's like culture. I've been I've, working in the, the business for the last eight years. I'm like, I've never like believed in culture so much than I do after going back and looking at seasons like that one. Yeah. And, you know, it's not something that you can measure or quantify. Um, but, you know, as you said, you feel good. You feel just feel good going to work. I mean, that's the, the first step. You feel good. I think, man, you're going to do better work. So first I'm like, how can I get you to feel good? Come here and then, you know, bringing the, keeping the group, all going in the same the same uh the same way is uh you know it's not easy 162 games plus so it's a um you know it's a long season which means it's even 
more important, right? Like, cause it, we've said like, these are this like family, this is your family, you're mm-hmm. here, you know? So how do we, how do we all do this together? How can we all show up as ourselves in this authentic place and compete for 162 plus? Mm-hmm. We will get into our final segment of the Locked On Red Sox podcast with Darnell McDonald just after I tell you about Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. Now, this is such a fun game. I am not a person who plays games on their phone, but this game completely changed my mind. It is the coolest game I've played in quite a while, and I've always thought I could be a great Major League Baseball GM, and it turns out I can't. It's not for me. I'm going to stick to my day job, which is writing about sports, not managing a baseball team. But if you've had the same thought and you've maybe fantasized about managing your own franchise, go and download Pro Baseball GM immediately. This game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise, playing through seasons and leading your team and fans to glory as you build a historic dynasty or you hope to build a historic dynasty. And it's in the simulation you are responsible for hiring the right coaches and the staff. You're managing team finances, which my degree is in English. It is in words. It is not in numbers. So you can see where I went wrong in this game. You scout and draft players, which means you also have to manage the difficult personalities. Maybe there's a clubhouse cancer. Maybe your team is just not vibing well. And of course, you have to deal with the injuries, which as Red Sox fans know, can pile up very quickly. You navigate your franchise through free agency, all the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free. You can also play it offline. You do not need Wi-Fi to play. That's also a very big plus to this app. You can play on the go as you want, when you want to. We are having so much fun here at Locked On. All the MLB hosts are playing. We're, co- we're competing with one another. And there, of course, there's always a little bit of friendly trash talk, especially among the hosts, because we all want to be the best GM. Spoiler alert, we're all trying our best. But if you want to compete with us, you compete with me, you compete with Jake, you compete with Stacy from Locked On Yankees, Brett and Eric from Locked On Astros, Ethan from Locked On Pirates. Give it a go. Try to beat us. Like I said, you'll probably beat me. But the others, I'm not so sure about. Locked On Red Sox listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out to download the game. Just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code or look it up on the app store. We have the QR code. If you are watching on YouTube, just give that a scan and download the game. That's probaseballgm.com, ultimate baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. And, and, you know, also sort of how you answer the Valentine question. I'm, I'm guess I'm guessing that, you know, the Bobby Valentine time and when you played with the Yankees were probably some of your best times in your career, right? When I played for the Yankees, yeah, <laughs> I played. If you blinked, you would have missed me. But I um, there's a couple times I swear, I might have gotten in the shower and I might have had like tear. I might have water coming down my eyes. Would just be like, like really? Is this? I wasn't. You know, I wasn't feeling that experience. I wanted to feel it. I wanted to, but I just I couldn't fit. So much came at me so quickly, and I um, you know, I didn't have a mental skills coach then took me longer to reset but yeah. i love the um like that blue collar backyard mm-hmm. um, you know from fort collins colorado i was born in fort collins i'm you know i'm a black hippie so i um i felt more at home at finley right but, uh, and that 
Then they also made you cut like the dreadlocks and everything like that. But I, I won't. I won't keep on bringing up the bad memories. But... My my grandma was very upset about that. She was like, "They made him cut his hair." I was like, "Yeah, that's, that's the rule they have." She's like, "Well, they should. They should have let him keep it." I was like, "I know. I know. I'll 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 call the Yankees myself." Tell grandma, man. It took me. It took me a long time to reset from that. You know what? So it's like it was like November, October. I opened my mail and I got checking the mail and it's from the Yankees and they sent me a playoff share and I was, I was like, okay, G, all right, like I respect, appreciate that, but man, I did not feel good. Yeah, yeah, I didn't feel good. Right. And I, you know, all the other stuff I had on my mind, and I got to deal with this too, mm-hmm. and hit a slider. And, you know, one thing that Lauren brought up is, is about sort of like the veterans in that clubhouse and, you know, how, how at times it can be really important. And, you know, starting to look at, you know, the 2023 Red Sox with, with the veterans that they have, you know, with, you know, Kiki Hernandez, Justin Turner, you know, Chris Sale, the list goes on. And for somebody like you who sort of had those veterans like Pedroia and Ortiz, as well as other people to sort of look upon as a young player, how do you think those veteran guys will really help this 2023 Red Sox team down the stretch? Yeah, well, they have experience. And experience, that's a that's a starter. Like, if you want to win playoff games, you would find some guys that's won playoffs. You want a World Series, you find some guys that's won a World Series. So they bring that experience. It looks like they have a good time um, doing what they're doing. Um, you know, I look forward to, like, seems like some guys I would like to hang around, you know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know all these guys that well but what i see is is a good start you bring experience you bring um you know what i call people that they make you feel good right you start wearing mm-hmm. like man i'm just every time i'm around someone so and so i just I, I feel good right and uh, teams that um are able to hang with each other away from the baseball field Usually what I find, like, man, those are pretty good teams. There's there's a kind of a lot of negativity or maybe more just kind of unknown around this 2023 team with all the veterans they brought in and a lot of unknowns kind of surrounding the starting rotation. But during spring training, Jake and I have talked about this, how the vibes just seem much different with this team. And you know, maybe they are, you know, hanging out after – after games, after batting practice, after on their days off, they're kind of just getting to know each other. And they seem, I mean, they all seem very welcoming to the, the newer slash, you know, veteran guys. And someone like Kike Hernandez, you know, he's, he's a rah-rah guy. He's going to get you pumped up for the season. But with all the, the unknowns and the kind of negativity surrounding this team, what would you say is, is positive going into the season? And what kind of, what should the fans expect from this team? Are they going to surprise people? Well, it sounds like they have a couple of chief officers of morale on the team. So hopefully they'll be able to get through some tough stretches with some chief officers of morale, keep the morale up. But, I mean, losing doesn't feel good, especially in Boston. That really doesn't feel good. Um, I think if at the end of the year, we're able to say, like, say there's, I don't know, seven question marks, whatever it is, if you can answer like five of those, that's a awesome season. You know what I'm saying? That's a great year. Right. Because, you know, winning, like I said, winning's not easy. 
every um, champion was what's a contender. And I know that doesn't sound like, man, we're the Red Sox. What are, you know, but if you can answer more of those questions than not at the end of the season and guys get experience um, under their belts, like, man, this team is, I look forward to watching, especially like guys like Arroyo. Hmm. You already seen like, I, you know, I didn't know his defense was, what his defense is. This guy is exceptional. And you get some play, some experience at the plate. Like I'll take that guy for, you know, some years and Casas. And so if those guys get, when they get experience, they get reps, man, those guys are going to, um, you're going to be mentioning mentioning those guys like you're mentioning Big Poppy and Pedroia and, you know, the guys that we uh, we know about. I sure hope so. And you sort of led me into my next question of just what players are you looking forward to watching? You know, obviously you already brought up Arroyo, Cassis. You brought up Yoshida earlier on. But is there any other guys that you're, you're just sort of on the edge of your seat and, and excited to see how they ultimately perform? I love Verdugo. Hmm. And Verdugo has that it factor in him. What I mean by that it factor, I would take Verdugo bases loaded, ninth inning. And like, man, I know, I, like, I bet on that every time. So I'm, I'm looking for him. And, you know, he's, he has that it factor. And I still think he has more in the tank. He has more. So I'm like, man. He has that it factor and there's more in there. Like, man, oh, sky's the limit for that guy. Yeah, he's my he's my player to watch out for this year for the Red Sox to have a, a breakout kind of season because he was injured to start the first half. And we've seen that pop from him. And like you said, he has that it factor. And I don't think he's tapped into quite everything that he's been able to. And I really think this is the year that he's going to show people like it's me. I am the real deal. And I am excited. I mean, we know he's excited to play in Boston. He's always had that that excitement. But this year, I think we're going to see a different type of Verdugo that I'm very excited to see. Yeah, we're going to see the the grill Dugo. <laughs> yeah, that big you got that you got just that big poppy swag. And I like, man, I can't. I I believe. I believe. Now, last thing for you, Darnell, before I let you go, is is there any one bold prediction that you have uh, ahead mm. of opening day? Any bold prediction? Oh man, uh, that that is so. That is a tough, tough question. I, 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 well, can I? If 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 Kluber sell, they stay healthy. The Red Sox will go to the playoffs. Hope I so. love that. Yeah, that that's that's the that's the end goal. Well, the end goal is the always always the World Series, but playoffs, playoffs. But yeah, if those guys stay healthy, and Paxton, yeah, it's playoffs, and you just want to get to the playoffs. When you get there, anything can happen. So yeah. you talking about playoffs? Playoffs? <laughs> Can't even win yeah, a game. Playoffs. <laughs> yep. Well, it's been a pleasure, Darnell. And you know, when can people look forward? to hearing you uh, in your Nesson debut? Nesson debut will be the 16th, April 16th, 17th, maybe, you know, 420, 
420 something happened on 420 something and then and then also for people who want to support you outside of what you do for Nesson, uh i know you got sva sport as well and you do some great things on the side you know it's not only speaking about mental health but connecting it with sports and, and just overall baseball and where can people you know support you outside of that as well yeah check out sva sport ig um you know, doing some things in mindfulness, yoga, uh, Darnell McDonald. We're doing a giveaway, caption giveaway, autographed top cards. So go check that out. And then uh, check me out in April on Nesson. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So, yeah, everybody go and check out the caption uh, contest. I've already saw Jackie Bradley Jr., Will Middlebrooks put in their answers as well. Baby so definitely Jay. add yours. And i got to add mine as well, too. So everybody go and go and support Darnell, but really appreciate you taking the time and can't wait to see you kill it on Nesson. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We hope you enjoyed this special episode of Locked on Red Sox with Darnell McDonald. We once again just want to thank Darnell for his time and speaking with us about his time with the Red Sox and the future of the 2023 Red Sox. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Locked on Red Sox. You can subscribe right here on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast is where you can find us. Also find us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Sox, Jake at Jake Iggy, and me, La 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 Lauren, three laws, Lauren with four R's. And opening day is here. Check out all the other shows on the Locked On Network, Locked On Yankees, Locked On MLB, Locked On Astros. Everyone is very, very jazzed that baseball is here, and we are excited to bring you baseball content Monday through Friday. Thank you again for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen. And now for listen number two, check out Locked On fantasy baseball because you can win your league by listening to matt and dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies find locked on fantasy baseball wherever you get your podcast and on youtube part of the locked on podcast network your team every single day next time we talk to you it'll be opening day we have another episode planned for opening day with another special guest and then on friday jake and i will be recapping the opening day game between the red sox and the Orioles. Jake will be attending, so we're very excited to hear his perspective, what went wrong, what went right. Hopefully we're going to be talking about a win, but until then, we'll see you tomorrow, and we'll end this show how we always do. Keep the faith, and let's go Red Sox.